Hello and welcome to another edition of Brotherly Love Eagles Podcast. Live from San Diego, <laughs> California. Christmas edition. That was exciting for the rest of the country. You're welcome. A dumpster fire for America. After that exciting Golden State Cleveland controversial ending to have that Eagles game, you know, we're we're just we're just blessed with great sports throughout the day. Uh, I don't watch basketball. Yeah. You'll have to tell me about it sometime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, that was pathetic. That was ugly. Yeah, that was a tough one. But the number one seed is ours in the flimsy NFC. Have you ever been least confident about a number one seed Eagles team? Yeah, 2002. Which <laughs> was the year that they lost to... Tampa. Okay. And then 2003, lost to Carolina. Okay, I couldn't remember which mm. year was 2002. Mm. So the Tampa team you weren't very confident in. No, I was, actually. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I have way more confidence in those teams <laughs> than I do this team. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess, before we get into the negatives, because there are plenty of negatives, uh, what do we think is the silver lining? I would say the silver lining is at least, like, the defense looks they're, like they're still the defense of old when it's cold, and whoever comes in here is going to have to beat the Eagles defense when it's cold. Yeah, Oakland, number 11 on offense on DVOA. So, so not it, terrible. It wasn't a dumpster fire offense that defense right. played against. Five turnovers. Yep. And the rated injury impact play of the game was probably the fumble recovery after we give it back, after the Pat- Patrick Robertson interception, then we get it back. Was <laughs> the, that the Jenkins? No, that was the Vinnie Curry. Vinnie Curry forced the fumble. Was it Vinnie Curry? Okay. Yeah, on Marshawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that was, so that at least we marched down the field on that next drive and got the tying field goal. But the defense was definitely the one that helped us today. It definitely was not the offense, and Nick Foles looked terrible, and we need to worry about that as uh, we head into the playoffs as the number one seed. Uh, so what do you think about Nicky Foles? Yeah, Nikolai Foles, t- tough outing, 19 for 38, 163 yards, a measly 4.3 yards per attempt, one touchdown, one interception. But uh, it felt like Nick had nowhere to throw the ball all night. It seemed like no one was open all night. Ton of coverage pressure. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if Nick was making the wrong reads. I don't think he was because generally if the play is there, he'll make the throw. So I guess Dougie P has to go back to, to the drawing board. What's, what is uh, very uh, troubling is that Oakland was the 32, 32nd ranked defense in DVOA. So you're saying they're not very good. I believe there are only 32 <laughs> teams in the NFL. I believe. So what do we take away from this is that the things I'm noticing, we know that Nick Foles is no Carson Wentz. Let's get that out of the way. But the big difference is, is that Wentz would always be able to audible at the line. Foles doesn't seem to do that very much. Uh, good point. Yeah, it's more of a college, college offense. Yeah, it seems like whatever the play is, we're not deviating from that. And they they did do a good uh, mock up, like the the Gruden team did of like all the plays that Wentz would just like sprint out of right. and pick up a first down on like third and long. Uh, and there were a couple times this game where it looked like Foles could have run for the first down. So he needs a once he does that pump fake, we know we're in, yeah, we're in disaster mode. Yeah, F. Excuse me. Yeah, we're in the Maragos land of offense. <laughs> so. Yeah, so Dougie P, I think, just he has to get better as a play caller. I was singing his praises last week against the Giants. And he felt like he had his magic touch last week, but he wasn't fooling anyone tonight. And I don't know 
what exactly that speaks to. And the first series, they ran it down their throat, had the screen pass for the touchdown. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know why they went away from that. Uh, maybe this, whatever the situation is. I guess with, when they did try to run the ball, it was between zero and two yards every time, so that doesn't help. Or negative yards. And then they had that awful stat where they had no, they had like negative 19 yards at one point in the fourth quarter alone. Uh, that changed a little bit with the last drive, but which was just dinking and dunking down and hoping to hit a long field goal, which they did. So I guess I'm trying to think, what is the silver lining for the offense? Um, well, the only thing I can think of is even though Oakland doesn't have a good defense, they do have a very talented front four, if right. I'm not mistaken. Well, Khalil I mean, Mack is... Khalil yeah. Mack and then Irvin is really good. I think they have like two young interior players that they're hot on, but it just seemed like the front four was beating us up on our run offense and we, we stopped being able to generate anything in our run game. We tried opening the second half. We had like a couple plays that got called back because Lane Johnson was holding. Yeah. Lane Johnson did not have a good game. So I guess you could, you could argue that this is all a byproduct of Oakland's front four playing well. And then we couldn't pivot anything off of our run offense. It just seemed very lethargic all night. And this is the second week in a row where they look lethargic. So that's, that's not good, but and for the next two weeks we won't be playing anyone. So luckily we won't be rusty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sarcasm there, people. Uh, so we're the number one seed, and everybody probably in America thinks that any team can go in there and beat the Eagles, 100%. including Eagles fans, including you and I. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's the sad part. Mm-hmm. So we have no silver linings. We couldn't find any silver linings of the offense because no one was getting open. The run game didn't look that great. So if it can't be the offense, it's got to be a dominant defense. And so let's turn to the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. We got to hope we're the Ravens now. Yeah. So it seems like the defense at home, especially in cold weather, makes a big difference. And you could see it tonight. Uh, The Brandon Graham injury is concerning. Hopefully that's nothing too serious. Uh, Chris Long had a really good game, except when he celebrated too soon when the fumble was right in front of him. You didn't think Fletcher, Fletcher Cox had a great game. He didn't show up. But what I'm noticing is they're really starting to miss Jordan Hicks, especially in the run game. Mm-hmm. Because... 137 you know, rush yards. Yeah. Oakland had. And you're really seeing tonight where I was, I was disagreeing with you. They were definitely double-teaming Fletcher Cox a lot, especially in the run game. And if you have a solid middle linebacker, he's there to make those tackles for two, three, four-yard gains, and they were just gashing him for 10, 11, 12-yard games. So that's concerning. The secondary, the safeties played well, but the cornerbacks had another terrible game, especially Jalen Mills. So, uh, but they only gave up 10 points in the end based on the five turnovers. Mm. So what do you think about that? What do you think about the defense? Should I be excited about the defense? Tell me something I should be excited about as the number one seed. Well, I think you should be excited about the fact that we only gave up 144 passing yards. So uh, Oakland has an incredibly predictable pass offense. And most of them were on that one Cooper touchdown. Yeah, that's right, which was just a blown coverage. Right. Um, Well, not a blown coverage, the sluggo being beat on the sluggo yet again. Yeah, but both... McLeod and Mills played inside leverage, which means it's probably a blown coverage. Uh, yeah, no, so I would say, like, Oakland's pass attack is entirely predicated on, like, Cooper and Crabtree winning one-on-one on the outside. 
so you could argue the silver lining is um, even though our secondary like gets beat on some schematic things and blown coverage that they were winning one-on-one on the outside for most of the game is what that means because we didn't have many sacks we ended up having two I think but like most of them came in the fourth quarter so Carr had plenty of time, but he didn't have anywhere to throw to either. At the end of the game, he only had 144 passing yards. Right, and like we said, most of it was on that one play. And so. like I said, Oakland is like not a scrub offense the way the defense in Oakland's a scrub defense. Right. So we didn't really uh, have much fun watching this game. I would say <laughs> I curse way too often in front of uh, our young uh, nephew. <laughs> Yeah, Matt. Matt put a a couple of sluggos on <laughs> us covering, covering the nine point spread, and a lot of a lot of mortgages went out the window in Philadelphia because <laughs> it was a push. It was a push if you had the minus nine. If you but had minus nine, and if you had minus ten, you're just straight straight aft. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we had our dad here who was uh, <laughs> calling plays, ghost calling plays that would not have helped. Oh, they should run a post to Tory Smith. Said no one ever. <laughs> Said our dad in the last possession. And you can blame me for this tight game because I said last night that I guarantee, write it down in permanent marker, that we will blow out the Raiders. Yeah. I thought there was no way they would show up tonight. I thought the Eagles would just wipe the floor so, with them. So, yeah, the hotel's not going to be able to clean up what you wrote down in permanent <laughs> marker either way. And it's wrong. <laughs> I guess the feeling is, is it was 19 degrees it was 25 mile per hour wind gusts and that you know that stadium the wind is a major factor when it's like that so hopefully that has something to do with why the offense was so bad but we'll see because both the offenses definitely seem to struggle so i guess what this means is we we have to hope that minnesota comes to philadelphia for the nfc championship game why is that here's why i say that uh because with their offense and our offense and their defense and our defense, we can get mired into a game like this that's like 13-10. It just comes down to chance error. Whoever like is in a position to kick a field goal at the end of the game. But what, what concerns me is, even though we kind of have the you know, dad mumbo-jumbo about how can the Rams go on the road in the cold and, cold and still score over 30 points, like if we get into a shootout with the Rams, we're totally effed. And their defense is pretty formidable, right? New Orleans could come in here and completely outscore us. I feel like the Rams definitely beat us. Yeah. Because Ty Gurley is the best player, one of exactly. the best players in the league right now, if not the best player in the league. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if it's warm or cold. He's going to gouge us. He did that in L.A. We were getting gouged by the run tonight. We had Carson Wentz. So. Yeah, but, but I'm saying we were getting gouged by... by Marshawn. Yeah. So I think... So if, you, only if you're looking Rams... Rams would be favored. I would feel like the line Rams would be favored. I would say Minnesota would probably be favored, but you're right. I feel like that could be like this kind of game where it comes down to who has, who makes less mistakes and who makes a couple of big plays during the game. Mm-hmm. Who else do we have? We have the Falcons. I'm not buying the Falcons, and their coaching was terrible. That New Orleans game, it was an atrocity that they. You're like, not buying the Falcons or New Orleans. Or I'm, both? I'm getting to it. So because okay. the Falcons are still the sixth seed right now, mm-hmm. Seattle always makes me nervous because Seattle has the Eagles number for sure. So uh, the Seattle Seahawks coming in here, I feel like they would win. <laughs> I just have no confidence in this team right now. It's been, you know. It was one thing where we we had to say Carson Wentz devastating injury. 
then the Giants could say, okay, hard week, hard mental week, but there was no excuse to not wipe the floor with the Raiders tonight. They had nothing to play for. They came cross country on Christmas night, and we barely won, and we got lucky to win. Mm. So, uh, and we're, we're just not going to know until the playoffs because they're going to play the starters barely more than a quarter, and maybe then, a half. Maybe Peterson yeah. feels like a half because they played so bad. We'll see what he says this week. Um, yeah, and now, now I'm like, I'm totally rattled by our coaching staff. Our, my, our, my confidence in the coaching staff. Like, had we come in and boat race them, or at least, like, you know, had a mediocre first half and come come in, like, the Dallas game and then pulled away and won by, like, four touchdowns, I'd have more confidence. But now I'm worried, shit, now that we don't have Wentz, like, was Wentz just bailing us out all season when we didn't have a good enough game plan? No, I, I feel like I have a it was still a, two after it was still a game. great game plan. They always make great halftime adjustments. You just, you're losing an MVP for a guy who's a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. And we're only two weeks into this, so, so there you go. So we, well, but I mean, at the end of the day, this is a game we should have lost. Because in how many turns of the wheel are you going to get five turnovers in a single game? Right. And Absent that, we're losing this game easily. They missed a field goal too. And we had the least amount of yards we had all year by a good amount. Mm-hmm. Um, we we. Look pathetic on offense on both phases. Besides the opening drive, it reminded me of a lot of that Tampa Bay NFC Championship game where we marched down the field the first and it looked like we were going to boat race Tampa Bay and like we never really scored ever again mm. the rest of that game. Uh, and then this is a total Miami Dolphins victory. What does what, that mean? It's like Miami won four games to open the year and no one understood why. This Every, year, yeah. Like, Jay Culler would throw 113 yards a game, and they would win, like, 12-9 against Indianapolis. Oh, God, I don't even remember yeah, them winning yeah. four games. That, that was, like, uh, our game tonight. But they weren't 4-0. Were they 4-1? Uh, no. Four You're totally making this up. 4-3. Like and three. I'm pretty sure they opened 4-3. and three. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the worst comparison ever. <laughs> <laughs> Strike that from the record. Uh, so, any final thoughts as we get out of here? Because there's... There's nothing really left to say is that we just, we look pathetic as a number one seed. No one's scared of us, but we only have to win two games to get to the Super Bowl. So, for argument's sake, uh, so let, let's just scheme who we think is most likely to come to Philadelphia in the divisional round. Okay. So, so assume Atlanta gets in at six. And it's Carolina and Atlanta are the two wild cards. Oh, I didn't even talk about Carolina. Carolina yeah. would be fav- favored. Carolina yeah, yeah. would be favored. Um, so, arguably, let's say it's going to be Atlanta Rams. Atlanta against the Rams. And then Carolina against New Orleans. Most uh, likely first-round matchup. Yes. So, out of those, I would say... Uh, New Orleans probably the most likely to come in the divisional round. If you if you take New Orleans and the Rams in the divisional in the wild card round, if you think they're the favorites. So the Rams are the three seed right now. No, no, they're the four seed. Yeah, because they have one more loss. Oh no, they hold a tiebreaker against New Orleans. Yeah, they beat New Orleans. Okay, right. So they'd be the three seed right now. So they're the three seed. New Orleans is the four seed. If New Orleans and the Rams win, we get New Orleans in the divisional round. Rematch right. of the 2014 playoffs with Chip Kelly and Nick Foles. <laughs> it's definitely going to happen. 
So many storylines for NFL Fox. <laughs> they went to the same high school. They went to the same high school. Oh, it's beautiful, Matt. The symmetry is just so compelling. Okay, that's definitely going to happen. Uh, so what? I guess what we have to hope for is um, the defense. It is kind of like the, the way it was when New Orleans played the Rams earlier this year, that the defense is able to hold down Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara. Ooh, that sounds like a tall order. And... Doug Peterson comes out with some layer of the playbook that he's been holding on to all year. And we well, Breeze them. throws three ball, at least three balls of games that need to be picked off. It's whether we make those pickoffs, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. pick those balls off or not, because he did it in the Atlanta game and they just kept dropping. So them. anyway, I think that game's a toss up. Yeah, that. I bet you New Orleans will be favored by three. And I think the Rams beat Minnesota. I think the Rams are the team to beat. You would think, but the Rams went into Minnesota and looked pedestrian earlier this year. Yeah, it's ancient history. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. But anyway, I, I think what it all comes down to is whether or not Dougie P and the offensive coaching staff can surprise scheme their way into victory. Like, like I said, or the defense just plays so well and I don't think we our, win. I don't think our defense is capable of that. You need like a, a historically good defense to do that. Well, they were for the first half of the season with Hicks and without Hicks. Yeah. I don't think they are that. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, uh, we'll uh, debate it as we take a look because it's going to be hard to read anything in the next week. By the way, for our listeners, Matt and I are in the same location, lying next to each other in Matt's hotel bed, staring into each other's eyes. <laughs> so we're quite lying each other. So, so Merry Christmas. <laughs> and with that, there's nothing else to be said. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys soon.